everyone and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. And how are you doing? You know that question? We ask this question all the time of people and don't necessarily want to hear the answer. But I'm asking the question, how are you doing? How are you doing right now? How are you feeling? Did you get rest over the weekend? How are you feeling in your body right now? How have you spent time caring for yourself or not? Just say in the past day. That affects how you're doing in this moment, how you took care of yourself in the previous one, doesn't it? And so often I talk to people who are just busy. And I certainly am one of those people, very busy, lots of things on the list checking all kinds of things off the list, working to be efficient, to be able to fulfill whatever the duties are that we have assigned to ourselves or perhaps that others have assigned to us. And often it feels like we're moving really, 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 really fast. Do you feel like that? That sometimes you're going super fast. When you feel like that, it often can feel like what they call a runaway train. You know, things moving so fast, it's hard to take a deep breath because you just are working hard to make sure that you keep up. Well, part of why I created Dream Leapers Inspiration was for us to be able to take a pause. As the intro says, to be able to take a pause, to sit back, to take that big, deep breath. Let's do that and allow ourselves to be, to be still, to just be for just a moment, just a few minutes, to just be still and observe and pay attention and notice what's going on on the inside and around us. And when you take those few moments to pay attention, to kind of soak it all in, you often get to see things that you may not have noticed before. So today's focus is about patience, and I, I, I'm calling it befriend patience. You know, we often can give other people advice about, well, you just have to be more patient. If you're just patient, then things will get better, whatever the things might be. It's a much easier thing to tell somebody else to do than to do ourselves. 
to become friends with patients, to embrace patients, to incorporate patients into your daily life when wonderful things are happening and when challenging things are happening. It can be incredibly difficult to engage on a regular basis and yet I find, and I've done a lot of reading about this too, when you are able to befriend patients, to really include it in the way that you go about your day, your day is sweeter, whatever is going on. And I, where do I have tons of examples? You know, I like using examples. So my daughter just is heading back to school right now. She was supposed to have gotten there last night, not even late. She was going to back to school so that she could go to a dinner with her girlfriends and everything was planned and it was going to be so beautiful. And traveling was challenging. She had connecting flights, even coming here at the beginning of her spring break, it was a mess with the flights. Well, going back was no different. In fact, she missed her connecting flight, had to stay at a hotel and get up early this morning to head towards school and hopefully she will get there soon. But here's what I want you to know. As I was talking to her and she's going through the experience of all of the delays that occurred for a variety of reasons, I could hear calm in her voice. When we were texting, I could tell that she was working hard to remain in control of whatever she could be in control of and calm. And then when the whole thing fell apart and she discovered without question, she was not going to be able to get on the flight. Therefore, she was going to miss this uh, rendezvous with her friends. She wrote to me and she said, I'm having a little breakdown. Well, I give the girl a lot of credit that she was wise enough and clear enough to be able to say something to me so she could pause without me bothering her, worrying what she was doing. What she said after she was able to speak is just that everything kind of fell down. You know, all the plans, all the things that she had hoped for, all the things she had planned for, everything was out of her control and she could no longer do those things. And the the, the well broke. You know, she had a moment of tears. She was upset. She, she had to give in to the reality of what was happening. And in that breaking moment, there was just emotion. Understandable. And then she got herself together and looked to face reality. So what can I do? What I appreciated in listening to her talk about this and also walking with her through it part of the way, because I was there on the phone when she was talking to the gate agent or whatever that person is called. She never raised her voice. She never, she didn't yell. She didn't, um, you know, act in any extreme way. She was just as calm as she could be going through it. And I thought, okay, she's exercising patience at a time that's really tense. And she's got all these expectations and she's not able to meet her expectations as a young person trying to get back to school. She has school today. 
She, you know, there were a lot of things. And I was really proud of her, the way she handled herself. Yes, there was a moment of, you know, the, the tears flowed, but that's probably good too. But on both sides of it, she was patient, which is why I even thought of this as a message for today, because I was really proud of how she conducted herself during a time that was extremely tense. And I wanted us to think about times when we feel extremely tense, when things are not going as we have planned them, not going according to the schedule that we want, when things are just not in alignment. How do you handle it? What do you do when things aren't in alignment, when time is tight, intentions are high? Ask yourself, what do you do in those times? Are you able to befriend patients? Are you able to find an inner calm so that you can move through whatever the tense experience is in as grounded as a fashion as you can? Do you feel that you do that? I'm going to say I often do, but certainly not always. That's why it was so notable when I observed my daughter, because she did it. She was patient. When it got to the breaking point and she had to let go some tears, she did. But not in front of the gate agent, not engaging other people, just in a self-contained moment. I'm going to learn from that because I think that it, it showed a type of discipline and groundedness that certainly is something that I want to remind myself of, and I want to bet that you might too. So when, as I was looking for quotes about patience, you know, we often talk about the things that we come together here for Dream Leapers Inspiration to examine things that we may need to work on when times are tense or tight or, or there's a lot of emotion. And the quote I found addresses both those great times and the challenging times. So let, let's take a look at that quote now. The quote says, two things define you, your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. That's from George Bernard Shaw. Two things define you, your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. Why I chose this quote is because it's looking at these two different sides. Like I said, often here at Dream Leapers Inspiration, we address things that are about those tense moments. So that would be one of the things that defines you according to Shaw's, your patience when you have nothing. So let's look at what happened with my daughter. When the, the plane, they had to get off the plane, they're going to miss the connecting flight. She gets to the first leg and she did miss the connecting flight. And now she's got to follow whatever they're going to do, which is get a hotel and all these different things. And it's really frustrating. I witnessed her having patience then. I, I watched it. I listened to it. I read it in her texts when she had control over nothing other than herself because she was not going to be able to follow the plan that had been put in place weeks before and that we had checked 
the day of. So with nothing that she was in control of, she had patience. So the other thing that this quote says is that these two things that define you, your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. What happens when you have abundance? We don't often talk about those moments. In moments of abundance, yeah, these two things that define you, your patience when you have nothing, but the other side, your attitude when you have everything. How do you behave when you have it all? How do you behave when life is easy and comfortable and, and whatever it is that you're looking for, you it's right there. Abundance is everywhere. And you're like, mm, this is nice. What is your attitude like? Are you feeling kind of full of yourself? Are you feeling grateful? Are you oblivious to what other people are going through? You know, what attitude do you have when you have everything? Part of the reason why I chose this quote is that I'm about to go to India. You know, I'm on the board of a wonderful philanthropic organization called Prasad, and it's headquartered in India. And typically we go there every year, but between COVID and other challenges that I had, I haven't been there in a long time. So I'm very excited to go. And as I've been preparing, I've also been remembering times that I've been there before and things that I have learned. And so this idea of your attitude when you have everything is something that I want to address. Because I remember the first time that I went to India, noticing so many people walking. Mumbai, which is not where I was most of the time, but is incredibly crowded. Where I go is to a small rural area, but still lots of people walking on the road. And the road for the most part is not paved. So on dirt packed road. I want to say the first time I went, about half of the people that I saw had on no shoes. They were walking barefoot. And one of the services that Prasad offers is a medical facility, like hospital. And we visited this facility and noticed people with bare feet. And I don't know why I was able to see the sole of a person's foot, but I was. And what I saw was the sole of their foot looked like the sole of a shoe. Because that's what happens. Your body adapts to whatever your conditions are. And honestly, a million thoughts went through my head. First of all, how many shoes do I have? And this person has none. Second, how many times have I gone to get a pedicure so that my feet will be soft? And there were a couple of times when we had to walk because in nearly all buildings, you take your shoes off when you go inside. And so but at one point we were walking outside, walking up stairs, these stone stairs. And, you know, there were broken pieces of stone. And I was like, my feet weren't loving that. Because I work overtime to soften them. Were, I'm, I'm, tell, I'm just laying it all out for you right now because I want you to see what I'm talking about. It, I realized in that moment, comparatively, I had everything. I had, 
I have more shoes than I know where to put them. I am able to tend to my feet and my being, my body, in ways that these people could not, did not, may not have even thought about. And I was filled with gratitude, and especially because of the work that we do with this charity to really support people, but it also just showed me things that we take for granted. And what is my attitude about that? I certainly have been grateful, but I want to tell you that my gratitude went up, up, up for some things that I don't even think of as luxuries. But having a pair of shoes, having more than one pair of shoes, when every other person, children, elders, all, everyone, there were people who did not have them, not a shoe on their foot. So my attitude changed a bit after that experience because I realized I have always been grateful for the life that I have, but my gratitude level went up because I got to see things that I take for granted. I may be grateful for them, but you know they're part of my world and my life that these people do not have. I watched even closer just as we were riding, going to visit some of the programs and we were riding in a bus and we got to see lots of people walking on the road in beautiful colors. Many of the women were wearing saris or Punjabis in radiant colors, not always having shoes on, often having a... Um, vessel on their head because they have to walk miles to get water and with a resolve and a sense of self that was truly inspiring and it was hot and humid and they were walking with a vessel on their head not running walking at a steady pace with intention because they had a place to be. And this is this is why this notion of patience, so two things that define you, your patience when you have nothing, the patience and resolve and dignity, that's what I saw. And your attitude when you have everything. Think about yourself, about your life. What, this all has, it often, it, has gratitude wrapped up in it. And that certainly is true now. That if you think about what you have, even if there are things that you need that you don't have, I'm going to guess that there are lots of things that you can be grateful for. Certainly there are for myself. Your attitude when you count your blessings and recognize the great things that are in your life that you may take for granted because they're just always there, right? The things that, because they're always there, you don't think about it until you see someone else who doesn't have. When you see someone who's doing without something that you consider essential to your daily life and that isn't part of theirs. And for me, that, that created an attitude change. It deepened my respect for others who have far less than I do, 
it deepened my commitment to service. And, you know, we were there to support these folks and the programs that we have developed help people to gain in whatever ways they need to, but with a lot of respect. So we don't just do things for people, we do things with them. We respond to what they need and support them as they build whatever it is that they need. My resolve to be involved in this work deepened. My patience for working with people who do things differently than I do, who have followed different systems, who may not have the technology that we take for granted. All kinds of things happen in that first trip. And now there have been many trips since. And every time my eyes open a little wider because I see people live all kinds of ways. The way I live, is one way. It isn't better than anybody else's. It's just my way. But when we're able to open our eyes and notice how other people live and the challenges that they have and the opportunities that present themselves, I think it makes for a much more harmonious experience. Now, I just gave two examples of befriending patients and having a good attitude. There are so many, but they were very different examples. I just want to point out, one was my daughter in a travel um, nightmare. One was in India, seeing these folks walking on the road with no shoes and noticing the plenty that I had and what, what, contemplating what this all means. So these are just two examples from me. I want you to think about Examples from your life. When have you felt like you had nothing and needed to exercise patience to align yourself with patience? And it was tough. If you're honest with yourself, there's probably something that happened recently. When did you feel, oh, I need to take a deep breath. I need to, I need, like they said, I need to chill pill right now. I need to relax and realign myself with this moment so I can look at it differently, as opposed to just completely being frustrated or whatever the emotion is. When you can engage patience, befriend patience, look at it and say, yes, this is what I need right now. You can see more clearly you often can find your way to a better place. Sometimes it doesn't mean you can step out of the experience. Like my daughter, she had to spend the night in a hotel in another state. Um, you know, this is one of the early independent things that she's doing. She's just in college um, first year. You may have something that you can't control which is when it feels like you have nothing. If you have no control over the situation, you definitely feel like you have nothing. What happens then? What happens when you feel like you have nothing and you need to do something? Even if that something is to be still. 
I want you to think about how you can engage patients when you feel at your wit's end. Now, what we talk about a lot here is breathing, engaging the breath, reminding yourself that you have the ability to have control over your physical being and your mental being by just slowing down and breathing, taking a few moments to reconnect to the power within, rather than pointing your finger, blaming someone else, firing off an angry email, calling somebody with, you know, negative words, yelling at the gate agent, whatever it might be. I want you to think about a situation where you may not have been as patient as you should have been. And what happened? Because in when I was looking at quotes about patience, one of the things that I saw is what happens when you do not exercise patience. So often you, you know, a spark is lit and it's really hard to put out that fire. You start yelling at one and then that ignites another one and on and on until you now you're done, but there's a huge fire blazing around you. And what do you do with it? Instead of igniting the fire, take a breath. Instead of being consumed by emotion, pause. Close your eyes for a moment. Breathe. Allow yourself to just be still. And then open your eyes again and look through a clearer lens. So just like the lens of plenty, when you have everything and you recognize it and you're grateful, when your attitude is a softer attitude toward others because you have what you need and want maybe plus more with that softer gaze you can look at others and say wow I could share wow I can have compassion because that person maybe doesn't have just a basic thing that I take for granted When you have that attitude, your generosity comes forth in lots of interesting ways. Because you, like I was describing in my trip, maybe you want to give a pair of shoes because you have so many. Maybe you want to figure out other ways that you can support people who do not have as much as you. Because we all deserve tenderness. We all deserve comforts, even if we don't all always have them. And so befriending patients requires stillness. It requires paying attention. It requires being introspective. It requires sometimes, like with my daughter, sometimes it it requires tears. Let the tears flow, cleansing tears, and then reset. It requires you being in attunement in alignment with yourself, how you feel, what you need, what you're grateful for. You have to get into alignment with yourself to have a sense of where you are and what you need. And that includes 
the environment that you're in and what the environment needs. And so think of these two things that define you. Your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. They're the two sides, you know, the plenty and lack. And how do you behave in each situation? How do you think in each situation? Imagine that it's possible to stay calm, to stay grounded, to stay positive, even in those moments when you feel you have nothing, and to remain humble when you have everything, to not allow yourself to be arrogant, to not allow yourself to stop seeing others who have needs that perhaps you don't have, to be able to look at the world through a compassionate lens is a gift. And you have that gift. The question is, are you cultivating it? Is it a muscle that you use? So be friend patient. Check in with yourself. How am I feeling right now? Do I feel like I have plenty? Do I feel like I'm lacking? Wherever you are, have patience. Have a tender gaze toward yourself and others. When you're feeling on top of the world, you have everything, look around and see who needs a hug. Look around and see who is not feeling that they have everything and what part of your everything can you share. The interesting thing is it makes you feel better when you share, when you have compassion and create connection with others, especially when it's a glorious moment for you that's filled with abundance. So practice this today. Befriend patience in those moments of lack, in those moments of plenty. Have a softened attitude toward others. Be welcoming. Offer them a hug through your gaze, through your tone, through your words, and even before that, through your thoughts. And then see how your day goes. See how it feels. Befriend patience. It'll make your life better. Until next time, family, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.